Good evening, folks. As of this moment, you're now enjoying the oral companion to your lonesome existence. The intimate tales and life stories of those you love and those you will love. This is another fine episode of The Wandering Wolf with your host, an interviewer, Yachty Wolf. The Yachty stepped out for a moment to take care of some other business. I am but your humble announcer, the living legend, the great Dungeon Goliath. Now when I was a young man, younger than Yachty, I was a ball player, a softball player for the Cincinnati Reds. This is not the baseball club, but the, the softball club. I was a left fielder. That was my position. Now, I didn't fit some stereotype of a left fielder. I was industrious, enthusiastic, and aggressive, and above all, a team player and a patriot. Now, the year is 1974. Second game in a series with Cincinnati rivals the Louisville Patriots. Now, since the age of seven and a half, I chewed tobacco. This is Yoni cutting in way later. Donjerman's gone home. What had happened was um, my next-door neighbor's dog, this little, like, fucking eagle shit-looking shih tzu, or shiatsu, whatever it's called, got stuck in the fence between our yards and was just yipping, yipping, yapping away. And we're over here trying to record a podcast. So I, I go out um, to figure out what's what the fuck is wrong, see that the dog is stuck, spend... Let's see here. I can tell you exactly how long because it's how long Don recorded. 27 minutes trying to get this dog out of this fence. And while I was gone, Don basically told this whole long story about why he became an announcer uh, for softball and quit, quit being a player. It's an incredible story. But it's way too fucking long. So I, I'm just going to paraphrase what he said and leave in this one section uh, at the end of it uh, or towards the end of it that's really, like, it's poetic, actually. Um, so I'm going to have to leave that in. But to preface it, uh, basically, oh, Jesus. He was, a, he was a softball player, a professional player for the Cincinnati Reds softball club. And during this one game, uh, he, he had been chewing tobacco like all his life. And during this one game, and this is before like, I don't know, guy, dudes like him don't go to the fucking doctor and get things checked up. So he, his, he had a sore in his lip, but he didn't stop chewing it. And his lip like literally like fell off. That's what he said. I don't know how much out of any of this to believe what, he, what he's talking about, but it's amazing. So his lip falls off. During a game, while he's in the outfield, in the left field, and um, right as the ball is getting hit and it's coming right between him and the center fielder, he runs over and gets under it, um, but he can't call out. You know, you're supposed to call out, I got it, so that the other player doesn't, doesn't go for it. But he can't call out because his fucking lip fell off. So the center fielder goes for it, and they have a collision, and Jaliath's knee is, is fucked. And he used to get a bunch of surgeries, and he can't play the sport anymore. So that's where we're at. He gets super depressed uh, for months. He's like in like this depression, and this is basically when when he's pulling out of that uh, where he's talking here. I thought all was lost. Even the open blue sky began closing in on me. I spoke to my folks. I spoke to my sweetheart. But Chastity, I spoke to my minister. No answers. Just useless pity. What was I to do? I'd given my life to this sport, to softball. I'd dropped out of eighth grade for full-time training. What was I to do? I felt worthless. I'd completely given up hope. Until one day, it just hit me. Like Isaac Newton's apple. I was taken in a game as a spectator, a lowly plebeian. And as I ordered that fifth and sixth brew from the concession stand with the 
announcer's voice falling limply through the air like that apple. As I heard the words emerge from my ravaged mouth like a golden melody, like a fanfare fit for kings blown forth from the trumpets of angels. Two holy delights. As I ordered that beer, it hit me. The good Lord had blessed me with a rich voice that could make a woman of sexual maturity slip from her seat in the nosebleeds by her own fluids of desire. Now, listeners, and Yanni, I'm well aware I've never been much to look at, but these old pipes could still render an arid old bag into a river of living water with the mere utterance of a consonant and a vowel. Even I saw one time, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, on the jumbotron, a gaggle of gays, all whispering and buzzing in their little red shorts and gay little leather open toe shoes, whipped into a frenzied froth of lust with my brief recitation of some forgettable player's statistics. Now, I don't need to tell you, of course, their gay lust went unrequited. Anyway, the point is, I found my gift, my purpose, and it wasn't the thing I had prepared for, you understand? Our fate lies in hands, not arms. And so I became a softball announcer. And the rest is history. That's all I have to say about that. Fucking wow. That's all I have to say about that. Jesus. Oh, God. Don's gone. Let's get on with this freaking show. I should be less creepy and less easy sounding. Please, could you freeze me up zero degrees? Freak me. Even though I'm greasier than pizza, more tweezers I need Jesus, my teeth, they just need bleaching I'll be sweet to you, always free, I can leave with you Birds and bees are a mystery, teach me I met Kitty on the internet about one year ago We went back and forth on Facebook a bunch And then I called her and uh, I basically preached at her for about an hour about the music industry like an asshole here was this 19 year old kid that had just had a, a fluke hit with a song that she just put up on her tumblr and next thing she knew she was in the new york times all her favorite rappers are hitting her up and here i am you know telling her of the woes and and uh pitfalls of, of, of the music industry and tell, pre- preaching at her to stay on the straight and narrow like I knew something about that. Music for me when I met her was becoming something that was serious and high stakes and do or die. Young Catherine by her very existence has been reminding me to get back to the fun in the roots of what I do. We met for a yoga class and then I went back and did this interview. A shot and let me holler at you. A shot and let me holler at you. A shot A shot and let me holler at you. A shot and let me holler at you. I just wanna drag you through the marigolds, and I just wanna preach every parable. With this black and yellow, and I'm white and fucking terrible. I'm not in walking chairs in front of Cracker Barrel with a red nose like a character in Carol's a Christmas. I hear miss.
back with Kitty Pride, uh, formerly, currently just Kitty. We're talking at her house, her apartment, in the Lower East, no, not the Lower the East, East Side. The East Village. The East Village, <laughs> New York City. What's the latest? You have you had a song come out? I had a song come out today, today. with Adult Swim, and then tomorrow I have a video coming out, and then another song and video coming out in a couple weeks. And then I guess I have to work on my album because I won't have any more time to buy. Is that is that what that is? Is that is it kind of like buying time for for yourself? Pretty much. I mean, it's like it takes me a really long time to do everything. I know a lot of people are just like you know they'll be like they'll just get things done and then they'll have it in the bag and then they'll be like okay oh, yeah, I just put it out when you want to put it out and then let someone else decide. But I like to be like really like strategic because like everything I write is really personal and so I feel like there's like songs that were on. That I made for my last EP, but then by the time it was like time to release them, they like were so irrelevant like to my emotions that I like didn't even want to put them out anymore. I was like, I don't feel this way, so I don't want to do it. So like everything like the the schedule of like all of my releases have just been like really coincidental with like how I feel and how I wrote them. And so I've been working on my album for a really long time, but I know that like there's still with the internet, it's like you have to have everything out really quick and like be doing things quickly so I, I don't understand that mentality personally <laughs> like I, I find it and I, and I understand that that is the way that the the world works now and, and or the attention spans are so mile a minute now that like you, you know you have to have new content constantly um, and this is something I think as we touched on that and that remember when we sat down with those guys in Florida yeah they were asking about that but do you, do you feel that pull to do that constantly to constantly have something to to keep you in the in the blogosphere or because you're you're like you're super active in the internet and like Mm -hmm. i I guess that's how you got your start well it's at first especially like last time that we talked about this was at like a really like crucial time when i was supposed to be i was like kind of just proving that i wasn't like a big joke and now i feel like i've proven that by what releasing the ep i mean yeah i mean i released my ep and i kind of thought that it was more musically driven than like a joke which is like I because I was doing it as a joke the first EP was like totally just like kind of trying to bother people and then I realized like I like to do it so why bother like making a joke out of it if I can do it so now it's not so much about like forcing my way into like people's minds but it's just more about like making sure that when I have something to say people are still listening instead of just like you know, getting bored of it, and that's, like, the key, and I think a lot of people are, like, bad at that, and that's why there's so many, like, people that are really awesome, and then just go away. People seem to fall off a lot, like, people come, bubble bubble up and fall off a lot, probably more in your world than in my world. Definitely, I mean, because, obviously, a lot of people that I hung out with when I was growing up were, like, fans of you, and then, like, fans of just, like, Anacon, like, rappers and like your fan base is so like cemented and I think it's because I mean because you came up through like a completely different like way yeah yeah but I wouldn't say that our fans now are like our old fans like when I go to like when we played last night like it was a bunch of girls your age or younger you know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah, just like, I mean, they weren't, they didn't come up with us, you know? No, I mean? but I mean, neither did I. Yeah. Our, I was the same. I mean, it's like, I guess, because you've already, you know, solidified what you're doing and like your self, I guess, at least to me. So with me, it's like, I think people are still just like waiting and it could go either way because I'm like young and fluid. And you don't just, have enough content yeah, have for enough. people to be like, like. Like people didn't your your EP is really like good, but they could be like, "Oh, there's a fluke." Yeah, and and even today, I released that song. That's like it's really different from the rest of my songs. It's like it's like a bouncy song, which right. is like you know it's what I wanted to do. And um, there was like a bunch of people talking about how it was like a sellout move, how it was like such a sellout, and I was like, right. "It's a free download. Like, what are you? What am I selling here?" And and it's your boyfriend's right, it's, beat. Yeah, it's, it's not. Like, it's not, it's not like, like I'm out here making a fucking two chains right. hit. It's like right. I had. My boyfriend and I sat down and made a funny song that is literally in the same vein of all my other songs right. with the same sound, just faster. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think that it's just because people are so... Once you're new and once you're online, people are just, like, 
it's much harder to just find a snitch or like a sound or like identity. Do you have the fear of being one of those, like, say, one of the friends that you grew up with that that started doing music? And or I don't know if people you grew up with or people you meet here or whatever totally. that kind of that bubble up and they have oh you know this person's tight they have this look listen to this song they have out and then they just and then it just fade dies. away. Oh, it happens. Really... I know like a lot of people like that. I mean, do you have a fear of it? Not really, because it's not my. I don't think that that's my livelihood necessarily. Like you know, like Krayshawn, she had her like giant hit and she's a really good friend of mine so when people talk about it like in such an like insensitive rude way like what happened to her I mean she had her like hit and then she followed it up with an album but it was it came a year later and by then and people were just like oh this is not the same song so I don't like it and people just like shit on her and after that happened there was like even like articles about like how that was was gonna happen to me and I was like well I don't know but but Krayshawn she also had that like accidental hit on YouTube, right? And then and that was the what one, she did. You're talking about the, the the one, yeah, like the, the Gucci Gucci, yeah. Like, yeah, that was like her YouTube hit. And she's a video director. She's not an artist. She's okay. like, well, she's not a musician. You know, she right. like she wanted to make music videos, right? And weird music, but not the kind that like that. Um, so how, how do you how do you think or do you think that your career would be different than than what's happened to her? Like, because you had OK Cupid, which. Yeah, in, was, in essence, was the same thing as that song where basically. you didn't expect it to happen like that, and then all of a sudden it's fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I think that I don't know. I, I'm really, really vocal with like my fans and everything, and I'm always like really open and honest and stuff. And so I have like more of uh, I don't know. People think they can connect with me a lot, and I think that like with Krayshawn, it was just like she's a pop star that's untouchable. And people, which is kind of a bad thing for me, that people don't consider me untouchable at all. They think that they can, like, send me an email, and touch ask you, me... Li- literally touch Literally you. touch me a lot of the time, which is the worst, but... Yeah, I don't know. I guess just, like, I was stayed really identifiable, and, like, I just didn't act any different. And so it didn't seem like I was going to be any different. And I don't know. People have, like, such a rude... They get so mad when people, like, sell out, but then they'll also talk shit about people who aren't, like successful so it's like such a weird dynamic right. but i think either way like no matter what happens with my music like that's that's never what i was like set out to do so i just still do it cuz it's fun and yeah. it's not going to not be fun that's how it should be no it will not be fun if you let it i know <laughs> i've can, seen that you, happen too yeah if you get to the point where you're growing through it it can happen you know yeah but you don't you just got to always keep that baseline of of knowledge that it that it's supposed to be something that you enjoy doing yeah and you're always you gotta always explore with it i guess um cool so well, i, I want to know let's go back to to when you started doing this shit and why and what what was your first impulse to you know record or or, or freestyle on stuff or what I, how did it start mm. how did it start well like i got a macbook for christmas one year like, 2010 or something. I don't know. I was like, wasn't that long ago. I got a MacBook, and it had GarageBand and a microphone in this it. This MacBook right here? This little exact <laughs> MacBook. I have not gotten a new one, but I really need to. And I, it had GarageBand, and so I was just, like, was messing around with GarageBand. And, like, I had just... I had won, like, a poetry contest, and I was, like... I used to write... At school or where? At school, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I was in high school, and I uh, won a poetry contest or something, and this kid in my class... I thought was cool was like yeah you should rap you could rap if you wanted to I heard your poem like you could rap and I was like okay I'll try he was and like then, he was a rapper kid yeah he was like a rapper kid and, yeah. I was cool. and then uh and so like I just made just like a joke song with my friends about like my ex-boyfriend that I hated and then I just messed with it in garage band and I would just like put songs on my blog Wh- which one was that do I have I heard that it's called roger that but okay. probably not I heard I'm it tra- no are I you went, serious Why? when I first when I first heard your shit uh, and I, I can't remember how how I stumbled, I remember how. stumbled across it. You can you can tell me, but but <laughs> I, I looked up everything that I could find on the internet. Oh my god! Yeah, which was like five six songs. Yeah, that was nothing then. Yeah. yeah. How did I find stumble across it? Because I added you on Facebook when I was like fourteen, and. Um, and you just stayed my Facebook friend because, like, I, you probably just accepted every friend yeah, of yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I did too, and yeah. it was a total mistake. I wish I never did that. But then when I was in the New York Times, I, like, 
posted my like a picture of the New York Times and yeah. was like, holy shit, guys, I'm in the New York Times. And then you commented, because I talked about you in it, that okay. you were like my like influence or whatever. Okay. And then you said that you read it earlier and then you saw okay. me post it and we're like, wait. Why, we're Facebook friends. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, we're Facebook friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And then I messaged you. Yep. So, okay, you got your MacBook. Mm-hmm. And then I you just... did Roger that just for fun as just <laughs> see if you could do a rap song. Mm-hmm. And then and did you play it for people or you put it on the internet? I put it on my blog because it was, like, funny. And, I mean, just, like, my friends, like, saw it and were like, oh, this is funny. And then, and like... your blog was Kitty Do The Dishes Yeah, on, on it's Tumblr. always been Kitty Do yeah. The Dishes. And, and then I just, like, kept making more and more because people thought they were funny. And then, like, more and more people would, like, see them and I got more followers. And then... But, like, not really that many. Like, it wasn't a lot. But I was in, like, I would be in, like, a lot of, like, hip-hop discussion groups and shit, like, on Tumblr and Facebook and whatever. And then, so I met a lot of people. Like, I met, like, ASAP Yams and, like, Space Coast Perp and stuff. Like, just people who are now, like, really in the rap scene. But at the time, it was, like, not that much. I don't, I still don't know who these people yeah, are. Yeah, like, well, ASAP Rocky is, like, I know he's who the he number is, yeah. one. Yeah, ASAP Yams was, like, is. his manager. And yeah, got so it, there was, like, it. it was just all these, you know, rappers that were on, like, Pitchfork and, like, got it. the fader and stuff. And, um, and I didn't even realize, like, the magnitude of that. Like, at the time, I was just like, okay, cool. I didn't know anything about, like, blogs and shit. Um, and what would you talk about on there? We would just talk about, like, the new Future album, like, right. what, like Max B going to jail, like, like just... Just hip-hop gossip. Yeah, just, like, funny things, yeah, yeah, like, gossip, and and then, and I would post my songs in them because everybody thought they were bad and, like, funny, and then when, when I made OK Keep It, well, I made one about Justin Bieber that got, like, right. a few people's attention, and, like, some kid made, like, a student film, like, as a video for it, and, like, so that was, like, a little bit, and then after that, I made... Or Beautiful Lou heard it, because he was in there, and he had produced for, like, Lil B. And then... So it was really about this message board. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I met a lot of people through that. And then, but, I mean, OK Cupid wasn't really, like, a Beautiful Lou sent me that beat, and I recorded it, like, just randomly. It took me, like, ten minutes. Get out of my room! <laughs> Once upon a time, I spied on you, but light lime in my hand, and I stand over there and listen to your little your cool life you say she will be your wife but i am white's red iris is brown and your eyes wide you apologize to me when i see you do a line that whole song did not take long and i posted it like only on my tumblr at like three in the morning on like a right friday yeah like it was like not even like prime like blogging time right, like it right. was just like random and then like over the next few days like it just like got huge and then we made a video for it because my friend's friend was, like, in town and was is also a student and wanted to make a video for it. And it was, like, really simple. And then it was in the New York Times. And then That's was, right. I saw it in the actual New York yeah, Times. Yeah, the letter right. New York Times. I was at the coffee shop and, the, and somebody had left the New York Times and I opened it and I saw you in there. And I had seen you the, day, the previous day on the internet. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I remember. Cool. And then from there, it was just, it's just it, been batshit crazy. Yeah, pretty much. And how are you handling it? Do you feel like, do you feel grounded? I mean, I don't feel as grounded as I did. For a while, I still lived in Florida, and I didn't have, did like literally nothing in my life changed except for every so often I would, you know, go to a show. I'd go travel to do a show, and then I'd just come back home. you still with your dad? Yeah, I lived with my, with either one of my parents. I'd like go back and forth between their houses, and like, and then... I came up here. There was one time when I wanted to go to New York, and they said, no, you can't go. And I was like, but I can, and I'm going to. And then I came here and stayed with my friend for, like, a week and a half, and then I met my boyfriend. And so then I kept coming back and forth to New York more and more, and then eventually it was so much stuff I had to be doing here, you know, like, the label shit and everything, that I just, like, moved here. And now I don't feel as grounded, because I'm like, I kind of have, you know, I have new friends, and a lot of my friends are like other rappers and, like, other musicians, so it's, like, kind of harder when it's around, like, people who think they're glamorous. <laughs> is, there, is there a lot of that, like, people that are just, like, have their per- their personality and they're really intense, like, Lex or something like that, like, people that are just, like, personalities? That's of... I think that might be because all of my friends are that way, and I think that could be because I hang out with so many musicians, but I think it's because I just met my friend. Like, my boyfriend is... He's a producer. He produced for The Roots and stuff, and so... 
he knows all music people. So everywhere we go, it's be like, oh, we'll go to this person's show. We'll like hang out with our friends there. Yeah. So it's like everybody I know is like a musician now. So it's harder to not be to not turn into like a an asshole. I guess. <laughs> Does it? You feel why, why? Why do you say an asshole? Well, I think there's a sense of entitlement that people get that right. I don't necessarily agree with, but. It pretty much happens to everybody. Like, I should get into any show I want to get into. I should yeah, get, like, like, I'm on this guest list. Right. Like, I'm playing a show. Why is all the shit that I have on my rider not backstage? Like, right. very, stuff like that that New, I just, like... New York kind of shit. Yeah, and I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. It can be hard to, to not slip into that mentality sometimes. Yeah. Um, since I've moved back to Cincinnati, I mean, nobody... I mean, I hang out with my people that are in my band, and my, which is basically my family, you mm-hmm. know? There's no glitz and glamour, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm, an, I mean, I'm anonymous. I get recognized every few weeks, but it's not like, you know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm not like yeah. touted on the streets or something. Like if you like, walked around Williamsburg, and people would be totally. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit different. Yeah, there. it's. I think the only place that's like that is in New York and L.A. Yeah, like I've literally, I've been to a lot of places now, and like that's the only place where people are like yeah. the way they are here. Did you? So you said you said you have a label now. Did you guys? Did you figure that out? Yeah, you but can, I'm you can not to talk, talk about, about it. That's it, fine. Though. That's fine. But you, <laughs> but you settled into something. Yeah, yeah. That and that's for the full length. Yeah. Cool. It's gonna that's be. great. That's great. And what wh- what are you working on right now for the full length? Who are you working with? Um, obviously Hot Sugar yeah. and Brandon Deshay. My next single is made by Brandon Deshay, who used to be an Odd Feature, but now he's not. Um, and Zafoon Jones, he's in Chitty Bang, and. If you've ever seen the movie Wrist Cutters, have you ever seen that? I don't think so. I I, I remember hearing that name somewhere, but they, yeah, it's like about like the afterlife when you kill yourself or whatever. But it's okay. Like, yeah, I don't know. It had a really cool score, and so I um I always like wondered because I was like always listening to just like the score of this movie, and I'm not even like into that kind of thing, but I just liked it. So I like looked up who did it because I knew it was like an NYU student film or something. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, this, like, random guy who's not, I mean, he's not, he's scored a lot of movies and stuff, but he's not, like, some major guy. And I, like, I was, like, he's never going to talk to me, but I sent him an email, and now he's, like, super down. So I'm going to L.A. for, like, a week just to go to the studio with this guy, and, like, I don't even know who else yet. I have a whole bunch of sessions. I'm supposed to meet a bunch of people, but I don't know. I like to work with people that I know. Yeah, I think (laughs) it's better that way, too. Yeah, Yeah. You can feel comfortable. You obviously have a certain style that you like to do, and all the, like what, like when you were coming up, what were the artists that you, that broke through to your in your in your head and made you feel differently about music, or made you think in some, not necessarily think that you that you wanted to make music because that that seemed like it happened very fluidly and, and mm-hmm. sort of randomly almost. But just, just like that, that my attitude, yeah, that 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 hits you like like damn. Well, like um, I always well obviously you. Got a lot of inspiration. Well, thank you for saying so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can tell. When people listen to my music, they can tell. So I'm not just being, you know, complimentary. But also, like, Elliot Smith and Daniel Johnston always were, like, really... Which sounds, I guess, not the same type of music at all. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah, but But. that's... that's, Was there a song that... You know, like, can you remember a moment where, where... because I feel like most most artists that that make music, even visual artists, there's there's a moment or, or or an artist that they that somehow flips their shit. Like for me, I heard the song "Ground Ground Control to Major Tom," the the David Bowie song. I don't even really like David Bowie, <laughs> but but for some reason, I was 13 years old and I was in the van with my friend and his mom, and she was listening to the Fox in Cincinnati. It was like classic rock. And that song came on, and I listened to the whole thing, you know, from the beginning to end, and, like, I followed the story, and, like, all the sounds, the psychedelic, like, sounds and stuff, and I was like, it just blew my mind. And then after that, I would just always listen to the Fox, like, looking for something more like that, and then we got these Beatles records, and then it was like, that was it. But what, so for you, is there something that you can remember that, that really hit you? Um, I mean... What makes me think of that is, like, how you said, like, you don't even like David Bowie, but, like, the band Coco Rosie. Yeah. Which, are like, they're cool, but I've never been, like, super into them. But they had, like... That song? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Okay. Well, go on, go on. I don't, I don't know. No, there was, like, 
I just like got really into them because I thought they were cool people. Like their life story was like insane, and so I was like listening to like a really, like one of their really early albums. And I guess like according to like internet lore, they like recorded it together like in their bathroom, like like sitting in the bathtub with like kids' toys and stuff. It was called K Hole. That's just sight. That's just sight. That one. That's what the song I'm trying to sing, which I'm obviously singing wrong, is is the the first single that came out off of there. um, That like I heard that on the radio in Berkeley when I was up there, and like I thought it was Joanna Newsom with a beat. I'm like, yeah, no, that's so sick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But it's so sick though. Yeah. They're so cool. I, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're really they're pretty. I mean, they're probably big influence on me too. I just never really think about it. Yeah. Is there? Do you have a certain feel or sound that you that you feel like you want your album to sound like? Do you have like a vision for it at large, or or is it you just going piece by piece? Um. Well, I'm trying to like kind of maintain a sound. My songs are like bassy. I don't know. Like everything is more like bassy and like moody, but not in like a sad way. It's like moody and like dark and like a club fish way mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. I don't really know not like Barbie Jeep Barbie Jeep's not like that but the rest of them are all like really like dark I think so far I like that's, that's the style of your shit that I like is that yeah dark yeah, dark, dark and moody but not not in a depressing way yeah it's yeah. just like a sultry way yeah sultry is yeah. where I'm going which is dangerous for me but whatever nah that's good <laughs> that's good and what about process like do you sit down to write a song no. I have to be traveling. Like, I have to be, like, either walking or, like... used to be driving, but now I don't drive because I live in New York. Or, like, if I'm on the train, like, I'll take the train for a really long time just to, like, write a song. But I have to just, like, listen because I always know what beats I want to use. Like, I'm, like, really particular. You write to your beats. Yeah. Like, I will, okay. like... I'll hear a beat that's... Because, like, people give me beats, or he'll make beats. Now it's a lot of his beats because I'll hear him making them and be like, that's fine. <laughs> like... Yeah. And, um... And then... Just, like, listen to it a lot and then figure out what I want to do with it, I guess. Which, it's if, if it's, you know, if it's my boyfriend, it's easy. Because I'll just be like, I want you to change this this way. I don't know. I always have, like, little changes that I want to make. To the sequences or, or... Or even, like, the instruments. Like, if I think that there's, like, a different kind of instrument I want to use, like, I'll ask them to replace it. or if they... Like, if it's MIDI, you mean? I mean, yeah. Like, I don't like... I don't know. I'm trying not to use samples anymore. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Because I can't... A lot of my songs on my last EP, I can't even sell because I like a Pink Floyd sample. Right. Like, what the hell was I thinking? Or, I don't know. I, I like... That's why I like to work with people I know so I don't feel weird. Like, can you change these drums to some other drums? Like, yeah. That's, like, kind of a bitch move. But... And then I just, like, listen to it a lot of times and, like, think of words. And I always... If I also, you know, I'll just be, like, chilling and think of words in my head and then, like, write them down. But... I always just come back to those random words later when I already have a beat that I want to use. So, so you'll come back to something that you just jotted down mm-hmm. and then pull that into the song somehow? Yeah. Um, and, and do you start with a concept for the song? So you say you're you're stirring on that beat. Will you first start with a concept or do you just start with little bits that might come? Usually, I mean, like most of my songs, I've started out with a concept because like it's always like something that I've I'm thinking about like so I always have like concepts in my head already so like just like the song about like getting like touched in yeah. the club like I don't want to dance with you like I've always wanted to write a song about that because that's like something that like bothers me when I hear a beat I like like what do I think it feels like and like what do I feel like talking about to this beat like that will fit and then I like go from there cool cool so and, and when you get like hella intricate like when was the first what was the first song that you wrote that you were like that I thought was good just that you worked your ass off on and like you had those like hy- really- hyper rhyming shit that you do oh dang um 
I think, well, I never really tried it any of my, at, at first until the song No Offense, which I really like. That's, like, my favorite one, and, like... Would, you, would we wrap a second of that for me real quick? I just want to remember uh, which the one. The one that's, like, your fool is gold. Yeah. Your cubic's your con- yeah. yeah. Like, I I was, like, what? I'm it's a genius. Tight. Like, every line, I'm, like, oh, I got this, and then, like... That's great. That's Thank that's you. the one. That's the one where you're talking about uh, cra- crabs in the back of the t- fake yes. crabs in the back of the. T- <laughs> you say you're silver, but you're filling with the filigree. Ask the bitches that you've been chilling with, and they will agree. Smalls, you're not hitting the balls. You're killing me. Illegitimate, like Bill and I am Hillary. You pillage all your image to a pill of the millions, and always asking, "Hey, kitty, you think they're feeling me?" Your dentured grandpa tried to grill it Your residentic is a handful of acrylics You're just synthetically made You crab with the K at the back of every china buffet Like literally thought I was so smart No, that's just tight I was like walking around like I'm so smart I'm yeah. such a good writer But then like when it came out Like people were just like okay And then like, they would like latch on to like a different one Like a shorty like has right. like a hook I guess right. that was why it makes right. sense but right. it really does work that way like I never thought that cause like songs that but your verse on a shorty is pretty fucking good too thank you yeah it's tight it's really tight but I know what you're saying though there's like, like so you'll like a you, song you have, that like, no one else will just catch how smart it is like I literally on stage I've been like listen to how good my burns right. are and right like, <laughs> right you have like there's like these lines that you're like that shit is like yeah but it makes you it makes you feel incredible right yeah I mean, yeah like, right after you wrote that line you're on a fucking I was so high. proud of myself yeah <laughs> same for me and, I, and no one fucking catches the shit that. the things I know what you mean cause there's things in your songs even that I've listened to cause I had a friend named Annie I used to hang out with all the time I think you met her before but she like she would listen to her so she would like blindly like say words to songs and I'm like that's so good and she'd be like what <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's the thing, is people don't... And then if they misquote you in the press, that's the fucking worst. Mm, have, you, have you been yes. misquoted? Today, somebody on a blog wrote that I was saying genital vicinity instead right. of general vicinity. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the worst. I hate that. And especially if they dish you for that line or something, they're like... Oh my this, god, that's This the is cheesy. Thing. Why would he say that? I'm like, motherfucker, I didn't say said. that. Yeah. 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 That's always that's always rough. I want to know more about process. I want I want to know how you work because I, I I'm always trying to figure out how I work. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's there's like obviously there's been songs like Dead Island. I literally just like had to write that song. I just had like different things that I like wanted to say yeah. and I didn't really have like anything. I don't know. I didn't plan anything out. I just like sat down and like wrote it all and like right here in, like, ten seconds. Like, it was so fast. Yeah. But then there's other songs that have taken me, like, forever. So long. And I have to, like, go and come back and go and come yeah. back. Yeah. So. Same here, I guess. And yeah. I mean, I, I've just been trying to get a little looser with my writing. Like, I've, I've tended to be so, like, tight and, like, only accept tiny little things that might come to me, like, while I'm sleeping or, you know, like, things like that. And then it takes a really long time. Yeah, because that's only a little line, and then i got to collect, you know, a hundred of those for a song, you know what I mean? Um, but those are, like, it's like, that's the only shit that's pure, you know, that's, like, doesn't have my ego in it, you know? like Because yeah. I, I feel like there's a tra- the trap is that I start writing, especially if I'm, like, tired or I'm stoned or something, and then, like, next thing I know, I'm, like, playing a character of myself in a self-conscious way. Oh, yeah. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah. I try really hard not to do that, but I feel like it still happens. Like, there's totally... That's dangerous. You gotta somehow slip that ego away. Mm -hmm. Right? Do you you relate to this at all? Of course. No, because, I mean, especially with the whole little girl shit. Like, I'm not a little... I'm, like, obviously kind of hit puberty in front of a billion people, so, like... It's weird to be more grown up than I was before, but like now I'm like if I start to say something, I'm like if that's not really how I feel, like I'm not gonna say that. I have to like rethink. Like, is that actually a legitimate feeling, or am I just pretending it is? It's not like every word you say has to be truly from your life or something or anything like that. But I feel like there's there's like turn into a caricature, right? There's an there's an intention I think like that you you write from, and it's either like an honest intention or it's like this like this is what I think people will think is cool about mm-hmm. me or something yeah 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 so you gotta write from that try to write from that pure place and you know I, I can get into it every once in a while but yeah by and large it's like 
just comes to me when I'm not when I'm not expecting it, you know. Yeah. My thing that I'm working on is being more like being looser and more open with like collaboration and stuff because I've tended to be so tight with like especially this last record was just like I wrote everything I wrote I wrote all the arrangements I, you know it's like it turns into this arduous thing that I'm holding on my shoulders you know yeah as opposed to just a fun activity yeah and I mean it's not even like it's like bad you know for like integrity I feel like yeah. I was like the same way like Especially with, like, I don't know, I still feel like writing lyrics, like, I would never let anybody else. But there's yeah. still people, I'm sure people have tried to get you to let other people write your lyrics before. Maybe not. <laughs> Nobody's trying to get me to... People try to get me to just, like, oh, take... Oh, get me to write other people's lyrics or get no, other people, people to write No, people try lyrics? to give me other people's lyrics. Nah. Like, I'm gonna write you a hook, or this person's gonna write you a hook, and I'm like, no, I don't want yeah. your hook. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's the thing. The I mean, thing. you can do that in, like, country music, like, but I don't feel like within rap music, I mean, people do it, like, they... Oh. they they say like Eminem wrote all Dre's lines in that one song that they did in the year 2000. Oh, it happens all the you know, time. And and whatever. With a lot of people it happens. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, in my mind, with rap music, and I've talked about this before with someone else on my podcast, but like I, I feel like you, it's hard to separate the lyrics from the persona of the person rapping and their, and from the life of the person who's rapping them. Yeah, but I think it's how you present yourself, I guess, because, you know, there's, like, people like 2 chains where, like, anybody could have, not even 2 chains, like, just people who are more basic than yeah. that, that just, like, anybody could be saying those lines. Yeah, I guess when you get into the pop know? world. Yeah, yeah, and pop music is just literally straight yeah. written by strangers. Right. There's just a big bank of, like, hooks and songs right. that, like, famous people can just, like, buy. And you feel like, are people trying to push you into that world? Kind of. Yeah. And that's, that, from straight off from the beginning, like, not as much now as at first, but, like, after OK Cupid, it was, like, here, I give you a bunch of money, but you have to, like, cut your hair this way, and, like, right. <laughs> you have to sing about this, and I'm, like, I don't even sing, so. Yeah. That is, that is weird. I, I don't know. I feel like within your stuff, like, I don't think you really could have other. No. Exactly. exactly. Doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me either. Have you ever written with somebody though? Have you ever sat down with somebody and tried to write like back and forth, like tit for tat kind of thing? Um, the only person I've ever done that with, well, because A Shorty uh, was already my song, and yeah. I was just gonna record the same verse again over the same beat and have Lacutus do the the guy verse, and. When he went to record it, I was in the studio with him, and he wrote a completely different topic. And, like, all my songs are kind of, like, cohesive. Like, they have stories. Yeah. And he had written about, like, something completely different. And I was like, are you kidding me, Lex? Like, what have you done? Like, this is my song now. It doesn't make sense anymore. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. You want me to rewrite it? And I was like, no, I'll just rewrite mine. So, like, then we, like, kind of, like... Okay, so that hence the second version. That, of, yeah, the second version yeah. is... And then, you know, like, my boyfriend made a new beat underneath and everything. So it's, like, an entirely new song, but it doesn't even... It wasn't meant to. But that's the only time I've ever written, like, even, like, considering anybody else's, like, lyrics at all. I don't know. Right, but you never you never wrote a verse back, in, like, with somebody back and mm. forth. We should try doing it someday. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I used to do that with my old group. Uh, Cloud Dead, I, and I, I and I just we're about to hit the tenth anniversary of the second Cloud Dead record, so we're about to <laughs> do a re-release, like box set, whatever the fuck, with all the shit. So I, I oh, listened, sick. I listened to the second record, and it's so interesting listening to that and thinking about how we used to write. Like I remember one time we took the Bart to like the last station in the middle of nowhere in uh, the Bay Area, like some town called Pittsburgh in, in, <laughs> out Bay Area past, Pittsburgh yeah past Oakland like and uh we just walked around this like weird ass suburban sprawl of the Bay Area and just sort of like went line for line just while we were walking and I don't think we were stoned or nothing but just kind of <laughs> random Sorry. shit just kind of random shit that we saw or like the, you know or we went one time to like down by the Coliseum in Oakland like East Oakland all ghetto area and walking around there and like kind of a cool way of writing but it's really hard it does sound hard <laughs> yeah that sounds very hard yeah especially with everybody I know that's a rapper well it's 
so different for me. Yeah. That I feel like I don't know. Right. You have to have a compa- I have to have a, find a, somebody who's like a compatible nature of yeah. like what you're, which I think your writing and mine would would I think so too would blend pretty pretty well. Yeah. We're both we both have a similar like somewhat of a similar character in a way. Yeah, I like, think so. A little bit self deprecating, a little bit. Maybe I got it from you. My formative years. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe initially, you, you know, that that was an inspiration, but you've definitely developed into your own person, obviously, in your in your own way of writing. That is very uniquely you. That's the goal. I'm trying to collaborate with people more. That's that's my new thing. And I had a conversation yesterday with my friend James, uh, who's in the band Yola Tango. If you know those guys, yeah, I like him. You know, he was talking about that. How he he's ten years older than me, so he's like mid forties. You know, he started to, he's on the LP record and the new Killer Mike record. And, you know, he's just gotten into that, that idea of, of loosely messing with people. Just, yeah. You know, and making it more of a daily activity as opposed to something that's precious. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. that's the difference is like, is, is, a, is making an album a super precious thing that yeah. like you have to put on your fucking white gloves before you, you know, before you touch the tape or or can you just mess around and end up with something that? Yeah, is that's fun. what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's good. And uh, yeah, I'm learning that from people like you and, and James as well. Yeah. So you just your biggest tour was the one with Danny mm-hmm. Brown. How did you hook up with him? Before OK Cupid, I had already been making songs. Obviously, I had like a band camp so that like random people could like buy my songs, and I didn't think it was like a thing. But I guess, I mean, Danny read, there was people that I would talk to in these hip-hop forums, and they, they had a blog that they posted about me on one time, and then I guess Danny saw it, because he read the blog, and then he listened to a bunch of my songs, which I didn't know this. At the time, I was just, like, very into him as a rapper. Like, I didn't, I didn't talk to him or anything. Like, I, you know, I was just, like, he was my favorite rapper. I was, like, really obsessed. And then... Um, he, like, went through and listened to my songs, and there was one Max B cover that I did for, like, some person's cover compilation or whatever. Who's Max B? A rapper who was in the earlier 2000s, I guess. Like, he's in prison now for, like, okay. for life. And so, pop, pop, like, pop stuff? Like, kinda, big, big, yeah, big yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't super big, but he was kind of, like, future is now. Okay. I mean, like, he's not that big, but he made that kind of, you know, a lot of the same kind of music. Okay. But, um... Anyway, so, so you, co- you covered, covered that, covered that, and um, and Danny heard it and thought I, I was cool for like knowing about this like guy that he liked, I guess. So he just like paying attention, and then when OK Cupid came out, there was all that shit about him in it, right? That I never thought he think he was gonna see it, right? Right. And he saw it and he like thought it was good and tweeted about it and just like he was like posting it and and then he like would he like messaged me on Twitter whatever and then we were just like we would talk all the time because yeah. he was like obviously i like looked up to him so much he would give me like advice and whatever and that was when he was on his tour with childish gambino so i guess you know when you're on tour you're so bored so like we would just like talk a bunch and then um we just got to be really good friends and then we were always like taking pictures together you know like people were always like putting us together on things and then he has like a like rap collective called bruiser brigade it's his like little group and i'm like in it and mm-hmm. so like we played shows together and then after that, I mean, like, we just, he wanted me to be on his tour, like, opening for him for the mm-hmm. whole thing. And I was like, okay, cool. This ha- is very exciting. How did it go? Um, it was good. It was, it was better than it would seem from all, like, the things that people know about it. Like, are just, like, one, that terrible whatever thing that I wrote the article about. And then when I got booed here in New York City. That happened? Well, I didn't get booed. Okay. That was what people reported. But really, it was... Crowds in New York are always really boring and lame, so it's not, like, anything new, but I think people just, like, used it and blew it out of proportion to, like, make me look bad. Yeah. People, like, wrote articles about the fact that people weren't that loud at my show, which I thought it was fine. I played a lot of shows here. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of... And I go to a show every day. Like, it, it was not a bad crowd at all, but people were just, like... I guess not as loud as they should be or something. And then at one point, like, everybody was quiet after while I was talking in between songs. And then there was, like, a bunch of guys in the back that started chanting, Suck his dick! Suck his dick! <laughs> what? Yeah. They're chanting that super loud. To like, I could hear as, it. To mean what? 
I guess, like, commentary on what I in, wrote. In relation what to what happened. you wrote like, about what yeah, happened. Like, yeah, like, literally, like, no reason. Like, Danny wasn't even on stage. Yeah, yeah. And my Just boyfriend was on stage. Frat, frat boy. Yeah, boy some, like, frat boy assholes. Because, like, Danny's fans that came on the, to the tour were always, like, not always, but there was a lot of a certain type of guy who was not very nice to me ever yeah. and wouldn't be nice to me even if they didn't know that I was a rapper. Yeah, I mean, like, Like people, what? Like, just bonehead? Just really, really... I mean, because obviously his lyrics are so overtly sexual. It's just the type of guy that would really be into that kind of thing and right. yelling it at girls and stuff. So, like, I mean, like, he had meet and greet tickets. So every night we would be backstage and these there would be people who would have tickets to come, like, hang out. Right. And... A lot of the people in, like, really, like, little cities in the Midwest would buy the meet-and-greet thing and not know who I was, even. Right. And just treat me like a groupie who was, like, sitting right. backstage. Right. They like, just you. What? Just, just, can this girl, like, go get me a beer? Like, right. Right. <laughs> and I was, like, I just learned so much about, like, people in different places, like, yeah. on that tour. Yeah. But for the most part, like, my shows, the shows were, except for, like, two or three, great. Like, cool. there was there was nothing, like... Nobody ever said anything bad about me. You feel after. like you made, uh, like, a lot of fans from the tour? Yeah, I mean, especially in, like, the Midwest where people aren't necessarily paying attention to, like, the fader. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they find about music other ways. So, like, right. I think I made a lot of fans. And, it's, you know, like, you can always tell, like, if you read tweets after shows, like, what people are saying. Nobody said anything bad after my so shows. So I, I was like, always this look. is so rare. Of course. I'm always looking. I'm always on Twitter. Yeah. And... Do you, do you feel like you've learned some things about performing throughout that tour? You did a lot of shows, so do you feel like you got into some kind of groove with it? Yeah, I'm definitely, like, 40 times better at it. Like, now it's, like, it's just, like, really fun. At first, it was, it gave me, like, a rash, like, an anxiety rash before I went on stage, and afterwards, I would cry for, like, 10 minutes, yeah. no matter how good the show went. Most every show? Every single show, until tour, and, like, the first You didn't cry on the first show you did with us, I don't think, but the second one. Yes, I did. did. Wait, I did. did I cry? Wait, I don't what know. City this were we in? The one you... Oh, in Orlando. Remember in Orlando? I and, definitely cried in Orlando, yeah, I remember that. I was really sad. You did. Your fans were not ready for me. No. Your fans are not ready for me. No, like I, I said, they're they're like they're kids these days. A lot of them, they don't really understand. <laughs> but yeah, um, and you learn about what kind of songs. I've totally like decided what kind of songs what I want to make what now. Work. Yeah, like what songs I want to play. Wait, so you you're saying so you take what with what works live, and you'll you'll that'll be informing what kind of music you want to record. Even. Well, I mean, not necessarily that, but also. Like, there's what I like. Because there's songs that now, after performing them, I still, like, think they're good. You know, I still like them. I'm still proud of them. Yeah. But there's certain songs that I'm like, I never want to hear this shit again. Like, I yeah. can't believe I have to play this. Like, I hate it. So, it's like, I know now that I don't want to ever make another song that I can't stand to perform. <laughs> I definitely have those, too. You know, but, like, I guess after a while, you develop enough of a catalog that you can... That, yeah, that you don't have to do those songs anymore. Yeah. Which is nice. Because, I feel like yeah. it would be. <laughs> because, yeah, there's some that just soul suck. Like, you do... What that. is your least favorite song to perform? Um, it's like the real, like, sappy, sad shit, like, older shit that... Um, some of them are really... I guess they're, like, really, really, like, mellow. Not even... Yeah. It's just like... Yeah, and, and mellow shit doesn't always go over. Never. I mean, so, <laughs> well, every once in a while. <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while, you can get away with slipping one in, but it's got to be in a strategic location. Yeah, that's exactly what I've learned, is, like, when I can do... Yeah. When I can do a song no one knows yet, like, when... Yeah. yeah. I'm conflicted about it, always. And, and, the, and the idea of whether you want to pander to people or... I think it depends on how much you want to make money. Yeah. That's literally what it comes down to. How do you make your money? Is it from shows? Show, I mean, well, I also do a lot of other... I mean, I do shows, and then I do, like, modeling and stuff. Like, people will want me to, like, appear at shit, and, like, I DJ, too, in New York. <laughs> what do you mean? What does that mean? Like, this is cause, because you're a celebrity, people are like, oh, let me, like, come here so that people think I'm cool? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, that's, like... That's pretty cool. Yeah, or just, like, writing. I make money from writing blog like it like I write for noisy advice and they'll they give you an assignment and you write it like any other writer actually I have just a column where I'm allowed to write about whatever I want okay at this yeah at first sometimes I every so often like there was one time when he was like I need someone to write about the Drake song you want to write about the new Drake song and I was like yeah and I wrote like a big emotional rant about the Drake right. song but like normally it's just like you write whatever you want if you want to write and they'll ask Ahead of time, so it's nothing. I've crazy. just started to get asked to do uh, reviews 
for stuff. Oh, that's um, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I'm too scared to review anything. Yeah, I don't know. I'm too I easy to shit on. Yeah. <laughs> I would get to pick whatever I want to do, but... Yeah, but if you give someone a bad review, they would, like, hate you. And it's not much money either. Yeah, it's totally like, not uh, worth it. Yeah. So you have a diverse... And do you have... Does your manager find all these different, like, things for you to mm-hmm. do? Yeah, okay. I mean, he's always, like... He's always out there. And he's always asking, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Yeah. Okay. And there's, like, rarely stuff that I... The only thing I ever don't want to do is, like, photos. Like, I don't like being in photos. But other than that, like, I'll just do whatever. So that's why I end up doing just, like, random shit all the time. So modeling stuff, you you just mean... I hate it. So you... Okay, so you don't... You try not to do that. I don't really try not... I mean, like, sometimes there's cool stuff. Like, Steve Madden, who... Their shoes, I wear them all the time. They they asked me to, like, model for their, like, Valentine's Day thing. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll model your shoes. But, like, if it's, like, somebody... And you somebody, get free shoes? Yes. That's I get cool. free shoes. Which is pretty rad. Yeah. But they also give me blisters, so I'm like, I just want to wear socks all the time. Other than that, like, I don't... If it's, like, a one-time thing that's not about... I just, like, don't like my body to be, like... I don't want people to pay more attention to my body than, like, what I do. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to, like, emphasize that with anything. I think anything. there's there's probably... And I, and I can't... I'm not speaking from experience. I'm, I'm because no one cares about my body. But, <laughs> but <laughs> there's probably a fine line that you must walk being considered as a pretty girl and and being respected as a good artist and like, yeah that's weird you don't want to go too far into that pretty girl thing because then yeah but then there's also yeah but you have to go a little bit i mean yeah of course like yeah. if i'm not gonna just be like uh you know mf doom under like a mask. exactly like, exactly I'm, that's I'm, not who you are yeah that's not so who you are. yeah it's weird but i think that modeling clothes or like bathing suits or whatever would just make it so much more like obnoxious yeah, for my life. It's, so it's dangerous to start hitting that. Right? I think it, it's like it's about uh, moderate and respectful exploitation, right? Of self. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Is it, do you have any goals in 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 the future? Like it, you said, you have a book deal. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that or not. Not really. Okay. I mean, I'm writing a book. You're writing a book. I'm writing a book. That's, is my, that's really cool. That's that's what I always want to do my entire life. So now I'm like really excited that I have like the opportunity to... And your your rap write. career has led you to being able to do that. Right. And now yeah. I have something to write about. Too. <laughs> like, yeah. Instead of, you know, what I was going to write about, which probably was never anything good, but I've always had like a bunch of ideas that weren't going to be as cool as this one. So that, What were those, though? I'm curious. Like... You mean for stories? At first I wanted to do stories when I was younger, and then I would write poetry all the time, and I wanted to write poems, and then I was like, this is lame, I don't want to do this. So, um, I, when I was in college, I just wanted to write research papers and, like, essays and just, like, really, really long, I don't know, I was a sociology major. Did you graduate? No, I have one more semester. Are you going to do it? Of course. You're going to do it? I mean, I went this far. Yeah. Oh, you're still in college. I mean, yeah, I took a year off, but yeah. I'm definitely going to go back. I feel really lame, the fact that I took a year. Like, I'm not like, yeah, man, fuck that. I'm are like, you, I feel like a loser. Are you going to do it up here? I think I am. I mean, I only have a couple more classes, so I'm going to try to do it online. Yeah. But I don't want to transfer for one semester. And you're at, like, the Florida? UCF, yeah. UCF. Okay, but you, so, sociology major, you're yeah, you so wanting to write, write that Yeah, so I wanted to, like, do research, like, yeah. sociology research. And then after I started, you know, like, rapping or whatever, I had more, like, essays and then also i've never had like a serious boyfriend really and now i have my first serious boyfriend so i got all this other stuff and just right like, right about relationships would he yeah. be okay with that yeah he's fine with that yeah. i mean i've done it before yeah and then yeah i don't know and i've just like met so many like so much weird stuff happens in my life now that i have like weird things to write about instead of you know boring sociology papers what kind of weird <laughs> stuff like just you mean within within the realms of music yeah well also just i guess in the same i've just learned a lot more about how people act around other people, which is what I studied in college, but mm-hmm. I never really had any experience with, and now I have a lot of experience with it. The, right. The sociology of your own culture, mm-hmm. is it hard to see within that since you're within Yeah. That? I mean, I look back at, like, like, I look at people who, like, send me messages on Twitter and stuff, and be like, what is this person thinking? And then I'll remember, like, the first thing that I ever said to Danny Brown was, like, super obnoxious, and I'm like, I can't believe I said that. If someone said that to me, I would have blocked their ass and never spoken right. to them. Right. Like, so it's just really weird to, like, see from another perspective, but people in my position never talk about that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... I've never seen another girl 
who's not, you know, like, obviously already, like, a feminist, like, whatever. But, like, nobody really talks honestly about, like, how, what it's like to, like, live the life that I live. So... As as a young female. Yeah, just, like, and as a young female who's not, you know, I don't know. I'm not, like, punk rock, you know? I'm just, like, a rapper or whatever, and I just kind of am, like, to be comfortable and, like, glamorous and whatever. Like, I'm not, like, out here trying to be, like, intensely punk, so... Right. Just the, like, being on tour and, like, being treated a certain way on tour. Like, when people write books about going on tour, they write about, like, all the drugs they did, you know? It's, like, the heroin diaries and stuff like that. Right. But, like, there's never any about, like, just, like, people treating you like a groupie, you know? So... Yeah. I think that'll be interesting. And, and more, like, more subtle. More subtleties as opposed to, Yeah, like, instead of, like, intense. Thing. Yeah, like... Not an intense... It's not as cool as everybody thinks. Right. I thought tour was going to be some really intense party thing, too, but we really played video games all day. Yeah. Like... You can't... I mean, you, you can't... Like I was saying before, like, you can't maintain a party for six weeks straight. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and you some people perform. do, but they die. You know what I mean? Like... And how do you do a show, though? Yeah. Because like, I, I still yeah. want my shows to be really good. Right, right. So it's like, if I'm drunk, I'm not as good. Of course. I have to be a little drunk, but if I'm too drunk, it's awful. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, that's cool. I, I'm, I'm curious to read to read more stuff. You're, just, you're a real good writer. You, you have a real comfortable sense of the pen. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, clear and coherent. You have interesting ideas as well. That's from, like, the two things that I've read. That you've <laughs> yeah. Read. Wait, what are they? I read the thing that you wrote about the Minneapolis mm-hmm. Triple Rock situation and something else. I don't know. Like, <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. just really like, like the way. Your style a lot. Good style. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm curious to read more stuff. How, how can I find your blog? Like, if I wanted to read, like, all the different blog posts that you've wrote on the, on the, uh... On the noisy? Yeah, whatever, co- whatever column you have. Um, yeah. if you type in... I think, well, my column is called Bad Advice with Kitty Pride. Okay. So, I don't know. I think, I think if you just type in Kitty Pride in, like, a search advice, it'll, like, all my shit will come up because it's all tagged that okay. way. Yeah, I'm trying to read more, too. That's another thing. <laughs> Start with essays, then. Don't you feel like the like yeah. once the internet came about, it, like oh I can't people read. People don't read anymore. I can't even watch an entire movie. What is that? I don't. I don't know. How do you get around that? Like I feel like that's detrimental. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Not only my personal development, but to the development of of our our nation of youths. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Yes. No. Totally. The l- lack of attention span. Lack of follow through. Because how are you going to get like? I mean, in college, if I had been that way, like, I know I'm worse now than I was when I was in college. I'm worse now, too. Because when I was in college, I would have to, you know, like, there was, like, an intense, like, paper I have to write. I don't write the paper, but, like, people, I can't see my little brother. He's, like, he's 16 now. I'm, like, you're not going to be able to write a paper. Like, yeah. Are you serious? Are you constantly flipping between your different social medias and, like, because you're on there a lot. A little bit. I mean, yeah. I, well, I kind of have to. It's not like... Yeah. I mean, I think of it more now as my job because yeah. my job is, like, largely dependent on that. Yeah. But, like, before, it was not so much. But now it's, like, yeah, I have to, like, look at my Twitter and, like, see. Especially right now when, like, things are being released, like, I have to be, like, sitting there. Like, I always have to answer my email. I always have to answer, like, messages on everything. But yeah. if you don't have, like, an obligation to do that, like, you should just not do it because it's so detrimental to your attention span i know (laughs) i i you know i think i think it is maybe more like the position that we're in that that makes it because i feel the the draw to do that too i'm not i'm not nearly as good at it as you are but i i try to like do something with it but you know it also is it does suck my soul a bit you know kind of it makes you like just really jaded yeah and, and and also just worry too much about what people are thinking about me. Like, yeah. you know? That one you have to let go of. Yeah. That I had to do. And yeah. learn how to block people that bother you. Everybody, if somebody says something to me, I don't like it, just block them right away. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm just but like, bye. Is there is there something else? So you have these essays coming out. Is there something else you, you feel like, like down, like, do you want to make a movie? Do you want to make, like, do you have something else know. down the line that you're, like, aiming towards? I have no idea. Okay. I don't. I've, that's like, that's, I kind of gave up. Trying to figure out what... Because, like, I'm always really goal-oriented. Yeah. The you whole, seem that way. And, yeah. and, and you, you're very ambitious, it seems to me, maybe. Yeah. Oh, totally, but... And you take care of business. Things. Like your tattoo. Yes, I do take care of business. 
but I used to know exactly what I wanted to do, and then it all changed, and yeah. so now I'm, like, insta... Because now it's, like, it's been proven to me, like, you never know what's going to happen. Right. You know? So I'm, like, roll I can't just punches, plan things. Yeah, so I just, like, I'll plan out, like, you know, a goal that I know that's going to happen, like, that I can... And then I'll just, like, take whatever comes, because, like, it's not really in my control, so... Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I've been sitting down here with Kitty. I think we're going we're gonna to sign off. Good night, people. <laughs> The stairs left for me, the devil made me do it When really I've been craving for days to misbehave with you And I know if I caught you not the type to save me But I'll be brave and take the blame if we can misbehave Jiminy Christmas, what a sexy little spitfire she is. Don, no, you can't talk like that. You're going to get sued one of these days for sexual harassment. Listen, Yanni, I'm just flapping her lip. She's the opposite of old enough to be my great-great-grandmother from the old country. What? Yanni, you have any more of that happy juice? It's Yoni, Don. They're in the fridge. Help yourself. I'll finish this out, man. Pardon me, but I did it. I'm more mischievous than previously thought, and I'll admit it. And the minute that you dare me to, I'm scared, but I'm committed. Call me square, it isn't fair. How about you make me wanna fit in? Yeah. The music on this episode was mostly Kitty, with a little snippet of a Coco Rosie song. And what the hell, we'll put a little Zovi of France in the beginning, I think. Mark Marin listened to one of my records. I sent them. I bugged him to listen to them. He tweeted back, said he listened, said he liked it. He said it exactly in the way that I would say that I liked someone's demo who sent it to me, and it was okay. But that, that, that doesn't mean that that's how it is. Right? I'm good. I'm good, right? Huh? Love me. Oh, God, save my soul. At Yoni Wolf on Twitter. How many Twitter followers does it take to add up to a real human companion? Huh? Going to meet up with the homie Mike Eagle today. Maybe get a podcast from him. Hey, Don, see if you can rap this shit. Is it hilarious? Start in that section. All right. The stairs level me. The devil made me do it. But really, I've been craving for days to misbehave with you. I don't know if we're caught, you're not the type to save me, but I'll be brave and take the blame if we can misbehave. That's a lot of fun. I thought you had to be black to do that. Good evening, folks. Keep, Keep wandering. The stairs level me, the devil made me do it. Expel me, a zoo. I'll never tell him it was you. Something like that.